Driving Dad, the podcast. Jump in, buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Driving Dad, the podcast. Thanks for coming back and today in episode two, I'm going to be talking to Christian. Christian has uh, two children and he talks about uh, the trials and tribulations, not only of having a child the first time around, but how the impact of having the second one can change the dynamic in the family. So hope you enjoy it. So Christian, you're a theatre artistic director of a theatre company. Yes, that's right. When uh, you knew you were becoming a father, how, did that have an influence on your perception of what fatherhood might be? Um, uh, even though you know we primarily make shows for young people, we do a lot of workshops and a lot of engagement processes with young people as part of the research and part of, part of the development of our work. So I did, did spend considerably more time with young people um, when I joined the theatre company than I did before. Okay. Um, in various ways. Uh, and um, I don't know whether it really changed the way that I thought about what fatherhood might be. But it did certainly get my mind thinking about how to relate to children um, in a way that in previous years I hadn't thought about it yep. very much at all. Yep, yep, yep. With the, 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 like you said, the knowledge base you had, Yeah. did it kind of take away some of the anxiety about fatherhood because you kind of knew what vaguely what you were kind of getting into yeah well um you know in some ways yes in some ways no right. it's like it, it kind of went both ways i think you know ignorance can be bliss at times i think you know <laughs> potentially um you know there there were things that i might have been slightly more anxious about yeah. having had spent so much time with um children um previously but in, in other ways um yeah i was looking forward to um seeing I was looking forward to, I, I knew that, that what it was to see a child um, learn something and grow through something, yep. even in a small way across a, a development process or in a workshop or something. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I was looking forward to, you know, to, to what that would be across a lifetime. Yep. Um, um, yeah, I think so. I was, it actually made me look forward to, to, to what it might be to, to be a father. Yep, got it. Got yeah. It. Um, and did you, did you before the babe, the f your first child come? Did you go to any classes, any you know, antenatal classes, that kind of thing? Um, we went to Kerry, my partner and I yep. went to um, uh, some sort of natal class um, that we did at the Monash Hospital. Yep. Um, it was it was a really about babies. Right. Like it was a babies class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it was like a you know there were a whole lot of first time parents in there, and um, it reminded me of um, 
American sitcoms in the 80s where they would go and like learn Lamar's or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it had that vibe about it. Of course, we didn't learn Lamar's. No, is it called no. Lamar's? I don't even know. Yeah, I, think, I think you're right. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it sort of had that vibe to it. But, um, you know, it was really like a sort of a matronly sort of woman who was giving us very serious advice about right. babies and what to do and what not to do with yeah. the baby. It's just kind of like, it, it gives you a little bit of peace of mind yeah. that you're doing something to, re to prepare yourself. Yeah, you right. know, it's sort of like an insurance policy or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of peace of mind associated with it. I, mean, it. I don't think it actually like, it helps that much. It just sort of eases your mind a little bit in the, in, you know, in, yeah. in the precursor. Yeah. We also did, now that I think about it, um, really importantly, we did um, these um, calm birthing classes. Oh, right, right, yeah. So tell me a bit about that. And the whole point of calm birthing is that you don't, is, is it, it shouldn't, you shouldn't feel like it's painful. Like mm. it's a muscular thing, yep. um, but it's not a pain thing. Yep. So it's not like it's easy, but it shouldn't actually, you shouldn't actually feel like it's hurting. Right. You just got to be calm yep. and breathe through it and all that kind of stuff. Got it. And um, Kerry was really great at it and loved it. Um, did it work, do you think, for her? Yeah, yeah, it really did. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, actually, I think it was super important. Right. <clears throat> and, um, and, you know, we did have a whole lot of, that was where we, the, the, the birthing plans and this and that came up in the thing that we did at the hospital. Right. But it was really the thing that we did with the calm birthing um, stuff that actually made us speak about it in a, in a very, like, yeah. in, in a way that was very practical and clear and, um, <clears throat> and yeah, and it, and it worked. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really worked. Carrie, you know, um, had a really, like, it was quite a long um, labour, that first labour, but, but, you know, um, she felt in control of it. And made it quite positive, I suppose. From it was really positive. Yeah, yeah, it was super positive. What was it like, um, seeing the, the, the you know the birth of your, your first child how was that for you from the father perspective like now you're becoming a father and yeah it's funny it's one thing that i say to to friends who ask me about it or, or ask me about fatherhood in general yeah particularly the birth bit of it is i say it's like every cliche that you've ever heard <laughs> but um but, it, but it's not. Right. Because it's so real and all the cliches are absolutely true. Yes. But when you go to talk about it, you can only talk in cliches. Yeah. Like it's like, oh yes, it's, it changes your life, or it's a miracle, or, or all that stuff. And all of it is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's not the same as the words. The experience of it is not the same as the words. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really amazing. And I was so proud of Kerry in particular. She was so fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I remember feeling like what an incredible achievement it was on her behalf the, uh, the, the the physical thing I actually felt a little bit sad at, at the time right that it's not something that I'd ever be able to do right I thought, yes. wow what a thing to do how amazing yeah yeah and um and I felt a little bit like wow wouldn't that, I'll never have that experience yeah, of, true, of, true. of giving giving birth like that so that wow. was amazing and then when I actually held um, my daughter in my arms for the first time. My, my strongest memory actually is um, looking at her hand, her little tiny hand, looking at her tiny little, um, her tiny little finger and thinking, you know, if I had to make, like consciously make a finger or a fingernail or even a hair, 
I could I could spend my whole lifetime yeah. and I'd never be able to do it. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, so I had this overwhelming feeling of all of the generations back to the primordial ooze that brought this moment yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really felt connected to all of that because I thought I, 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 I'm responsible, you know, at a certain level for this child being here. Um, and of course I'm responsible for her, you know, in a practical way from this point. But in terms of actually being able to make a child... Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I owe all of that to the millions of years prior yeah, because I, I couldn't do it. If no. someone asked me to do just the tiniest bit of it, I, there's no way I could do it. Impossible. No, that's right. So, um, so that's kind of what I, I felt really connected <laughs> to, to all of the millions of generations. Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good way of describing it. Um, then, having the baby at home, how was... How was that sort of as a new parent for both of you, or particularly you as, as a father? Where, where did you, you know, what was your kind of your learning curve? Uh, Liberty was at the hospital with Carrie for about three days right. after she was born. Yep. So I would go to the hospital and then I would go home. Um, and then, so that was an interesting thing about um, about being able to have. Um, this time that was like the previous time in the evening like it was just that, that was quite surreal yeah. because when the baby's there it I, I, like I was always worried that I was gonna like break it yeah so did you use that time maybe to like do a mental preparation of like when the baby comes home it's gonna be game on for me or was it more like it's a, I'm just in a very sort of almost like a twilight zone kind of moment. I was much more like a twilight zone. <laughs> I thought, yeah. yeah, yeah, I wasn't really doing a lot of mental preparation. Yeah, you know, I was sort of relieved to to, to for the for the break um, that you know that I didn't have to that oh, that I didn't have to listen out for it. Because you you caught, you're sort of there on on high alert, yeah, true. Like waiting for the thing to happen that you need to see to, yeah, yeah. And so I didn't have to do that, which which you know, in some ways, I mean, Carrie had to do that, yeah. So it was sort of all on her. Mm. Um, but I suppose it was nice in a sort of a way. I, I could almost you know pretend that I could just relax, you know. I could yeah. just relax because I wasn't on high alert for any little sound or cry or something that meant that the baby required something that I was pretty sure I didn't know how to do. <laughs> um, so, now baby's home, mm. uh, how did how'd that all go for you? So actually for the first little while, it was really, um, it was kind of like, I look back on it with, with an enormous amount of um, Sort of nostalgia for what a beautiful time it was, right? Because we didn't have to, you know, any other responsibilities um, or obligations whatsoever could all be ignored. Like, absolutely, legitimately. Yeah. Sorry, no, can't do that. Yeah. No, no, just had a baby. No, don't ring me. Don't do anything. No, no, I'll get back to that later. Like, you know, it was all I could legitimately just just bat off any request or yeah. any obligation or responsibility for anything at all, <laughs> and and just you know do this one thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, and you only get that with the first child because with the second child, 
of course you've got a first child. Yeah. So you've got those obligations and responsibilities. That's true. That's true. Um, so there's a really special time for the first, you know, two or three months where it is literally, um, you've only got, you know, a single focus in your life and, um, and you can legitimately shut the doors to anything that you don't want to deal with yeah. at all. Yeah. And I found that to be really wonderful and Kerry and I both found that to be really a, a beautiful time. And <clears throat> as it goes very quickly, but as time goes on, the, the sense that you don't know what you're doing, um, just day by day sort of dissipates. Yep. Uh, was there a shift from having your first one to, to your second child with regards to either your mindset second one is significantly different I think from from an anxiety perspective um, and I think after the first one and after trying to get everything exactly right the first time I think during that period you realize that through your mistakes um, or through things that you forget or what have you that, um, that humans have you know there's a lot that's, that's quite hardwired yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and and so the second baby is kind of so once you take away the anxiety of getting things wrong you actually realize that you can't do that much wrong you know <laughs> like uh, like apart from like really dropping the baby on a hard floor yeah, or yeah. you know like or doing doing really things that are, that are obviously dangerous um you know the baby will will yeah. do its thing and survive pretty well yeah and it'll survive you just gotta like um, make sure you don't do anything crazy. Yeah, it's true. Have you thought about what kind of influences you might have had to prepare you to be a father? Did like say, you know, your own father or you know, friends or family members that were fathers themselves? Did that have any bearing or influence on what you might do? That's an interesting question. I I didn't really have a. A role model right you know like I'm gonna be like this or I'm gonna be like that in terms of what it meant to be a father um, not actively anyway right. um, I was very clear about the, the gender thing and that um, <clears throat> and that you know there's we, we did a fair bit of reading particularly in, in, in respect to what the child would be in, in, in respect to how I would how I would um, the things that, that I might unconsciously convey yep. to a child that was a boy compared to a girl. Yep, yep. Um, and that's one thing that, the, in particular, I was keen to to um, to, to be sure that, that I wasn't accidentally conveying values or, or or something that that was based upon sort of gender traditional gender roles that that might not be completely um, appropriate for, yeah. for the contemporary times or yeah, what have you. So I was quite keen to to not, you know, accidentally convey things to my daughter yeah. through my behaviours or my fathering yeah, yeah. Um, based upon old stereotypes. So if you could, um, if you were talking to someone who was becoming a dad for the first time um, and, you know, six years sort of experience if you mm. like yes what what's something you know in a in a word or in a 
tell them to to try to discern the things that they can actively influence you know appropriately um, and kind of concentrate on those things and, and don't get too concerned about about controlling lots and lots of things right. because um, some of the things you can't control and some of the things trying to control it is is the you know is the problem yeah sometimes you just have to you know that kind of classic probably water thing or something of just sort of letting it go and and you know enjoying what yeah. it is yeah yeah because um it is you can learn so much like any kind of teaching experience often you learn way more about yourself than about than the people who, who are being taught, yeah, yeah. and I think that's what uh, that's one of the great things for me about being. If like you learn so much about about yourself, and I think then you, know, you have a better chance of enjoying it. Yep, got it, got it. All right, I'll give you the this final questions. Okay, final, final questions. Final questions. There we go. Final questions. So, what's your go-to bribe? I don't have one. Right. Okay. Discipline. You or your partner. About 52, 48, me. Right. It's very even, actually. We, we, we work very hard to make it even. Good, good. Uh, have you got a dream car? A uh, DeLorean. Mm. With nice. with the flux capacitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good to go back to the future, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, DIY or call the train? DIY. Nice. Alright, and uh, for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Some people do that. Um, favourite driving song? Favourite driving song is Telegraph Road by Dice Straits. Oh, that's a nice, yeah. Okay, nice. Alright, well, um, thanks for uh, coming along in the uh, for the drive. You're welcome, it was a great and, fun. Uh, it was really interesting hearing your thoughts on uh, fathering and parenting particularly so uh thanks for coming along no no thank you it's been great and uh, on the drive so that was christian talking about being a father of two so i hope you enjoyed that episode and uh there'll be more coming up of course so please uh look out for it um and if you have any suggestions or um things that you'd like to uh be discussed please let me know either by email fatherfriendly at yahoo.com.au or go to the website drivingdad.com.au Until next time, I'm Darren Varley. See you again.